0: Welcome back to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined on the other end by Taylor Mack. Uh, Today we'll get into NIL. Uh, You know, I I think we'll give a a quick little thing about it being two former athletes that were not able to participate in it, which I think should be kind of funny. And we'll talk um, a couple platforms as well as NASCAR and Better View, and then we'll hit some funding rounds. So hopping into it, July first uh, has come and gone, and the new NIL rules have gone into effect. So name, image, and likeness—if you are a college student athlete—it's it's bittersweet in a way. I think for someone for like myself who's always been kind of clamoring and, and hoping that this would happen. Um, I always use the example that you know if you are a band member, right? Uh, let's use the Ohio state marching 100 Mm -hmm. for the most part would have a full ride, very similar to a football player, but on the outside, right. You could, you know, go make money using your own name, right. If you wanted to play at a bar or drop music on Spotify or something like that, right. There was no limitations to what you could do uh, from that perspective, but you were always limited as an athlete, right? And you know, I, I think there are complexities to, to if we wanted to truly pay players, but now it is now opened up uh, for players to be able to you know maximize who they are, maximize their brand, and to be able to make money off of that, which is I think, which I think is the right thing and what we should have been doing for a very long time here. So, uh, my question to you, Taylor, is, hit me with hit me with it. What brand would you have wanted to be sponsored by if you were still playing for UConn right now?
1: So we, we grew up on the outskirts of Atlanta. Um, but, you know, obviously grew up in Atlanta. That's where our high school went. That's where our high school was located. But down the street from our house, there is a specific Waffle House that I would frequent many times. Many, many, many times. I still got their number locked into my phone. I would have loved to have been sponsored by Waffle House. Although I played in Connecticut, I would have loved to have brought the south, up, up north, excuse me. That would have been my first sponsorship if I could have. Um, I want to rock that Waffle House checkered sleeve. I mean, whenever you see a chef rocking that Waffle House checkered sleeve, you know your hash browns about to be the most fire covered and smothered if that's the way you get them. But it was about to be the crispiest, the glis glispiest. I was gonna say the the glisteningest, most juiciest hash browns, maybe all star special. So yeah, I would have loved to been able to you know get a little get a little swag from from my Waffle House that I frequented down the street. So uh, but uh, if I couldn't have done that because Waffle Houses are individually franchised, so it's not like you had to go to the national headquarters to be able to get sponsored. You just gotta be able to get in with that local owner and uh, try and get in there. Um, obviously, I'd have to specifically plug that that waffle house when I'm coming back home, right? Might work, might not, who knows, but that would have been my go-to. My second, I'd probably say there was a place that we would go to in stores, um, restaurant bar type. And I'd probably try and see if I can get a sponsorship by them. Cause for one, get hooked up with drinks after the game. Amazing. And then two, you know, I'm bringing more business to them. So if there was, if, you know, for a mutually beneficial aspect, since I was in Yukon down the street, there's this place that I would go to. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, that's how I looked at it. I think there was a place called Fazoli's in Bloomington, uh, very close to where I lived for a few years. So it was like, uh, it was like a fast food, olive garden, like great breadsticks, things like that. So I think I would have, from a food perspective, just would have wanted to be sponsored by that. So you get kind of the free food aspect of it. Um, I love Olive garden. Never been a big fan of Olive Garden, not gonna lie to you. Especially I think if I've gotten older. But yeah, it was uh that was a cool place. And then I think mm-hmm. to your point, I think from a net I was not a player that would have gotten or garnered national attention in that in that way or in that respect. But if I had lids would have been one because I wore so many, you know, fitted hats was kind of the thing back then. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like snapbacks started coming in as I'm getting out of college. So that that would have been a cool one if you're able to do some sort of partnership there. But yeah, I think this is. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I you know the first day was I think incredibly crazy. I felt like that's all anyone talked about: seeing what deals were out there and who was signing to everything. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a little trial
1: and error here, I, I believe, at the beginning of this. Oh, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a disaster at the beginning. Absolute disaster.
0: Yeah. On one side, I think the NCAA wants it to be a disaster, right? Because they mm-hmm. want Congress to be able to step in and legislate and do what they didn't want to do, right, from mm-hmm. a legislation perspective. But mm-hmm. I also hope – I mean, what also I think you're going to see kids figure out, you know, it what, – what we haven't wanted to have in college is that, like, who is like, – like, who is who kind of thing, right? Kind of what you have on a, on a professional team, right? When guys are paid, those are the people that everyone gravitates towards. Those are the people that are the most popular. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to now happen on most college campuses. Not like it didn't happen before, but now you've got a true like dollar, uh, dollar value tied to it. Right. That's going to be very interesting, right? People that think that they should be this or should be that, right? Some of the jealousy and impacts from a, 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 a team perspective. So now coaches have to truly coach uh, relationships and personalities a little bit differently now, which I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. I also think there's a company out there, Open Doors that has signed a ton of contracts. So I think you're going to see those schools that have, that were planning to do this one being uh, my former alma mater and and IU assigned to them and how they want to set up these deals and how they want kids to be able to, um, to navigate it. So, yeah, like you said, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy here to begin this.
1: No, well, I, I said it's gonna be bad, and I was saying it, I'm you know, saying it in jest a little bit at the same time. But it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough from the standpoint that a lot of these kids are 17, 18 years old. They might have had um, previous work experience, but now you might, and if they they haven't, you are now entering into a realm where you have to um, represent all of the income that you get to the feds. And so I don't know from a tax perspective if everybody is going to be crystal clear in what they need to do From, I don't know if that's a 1099. I don't I'm not exactly sure. But that is going to be the hairy part of this, because we all know. If you played at a very if you played at a high level, you know, there are some people on that team who ain't good with money. There are some people on that team who are not good in the classroom. And then you put not being good with money and not being good in the classroom. That is a recipe for disaster. And so I'm hoping these coaches in the early meetings of camp, because you go through everything that you know you're going to have to go through in the season, which you might have to deal with. Uh, you, you know, some, your your team lawyer, your team doctor, they all come in there. So I'm hoping that they have a financial literacy um, course, and that's it. It's going to have to be a course because these kids have to understand what you make is going to have to be shown and represented to the IRS. And if not, you don't want to end up in penalty when you get out of college or while you're in college, because that's, that's those are some fines that you you probably won't be able to pay. So yes, you are making money. It's a sweet deal. Take King from who got the bag, $10,000, I think from Miami. But obviously, I think he has a solid team around him that will be able to um, handle all of that from that perspective, because that's, that's talking big dollar signs. But for those smaller players who are going to get the you know, $2,000. And yeah, from a tax perspective, you're like, you know, what do you, know, you have to you know account for $2,000? Yeah, but it adds up on the penalty if you didn't know that you needed to put that on there, especially, you know, you're 17, 18 years old, um, 22 at the latest, probably. So I hope that coaches provide that information because that's something I think that's been looming in the background. Like you said, NCAA is going to hope that it's a disaster and that people don't understand that they need to report the earnings that they make. And so, Um, that's really the major thing. Obviously, if it's not a cash thing that people are getting, and it's just a sponsorship from merchandise, you're all good. there, all set. But if you are pulling in dollar signs, you have to be able to process that, um, and represent that to the IRS in some standpoint, that's in some shape or some way, shape or form. And I hope that programs put in that information early in the season and then provide the necessary resources and tools to help these students understand, um, what they need to do from that standpoint. So, that's that was what I, I'm coming from from that angle, Um, because it's cool to get the money. But you know who always wants to make sure they get their money? The IRS.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's good. There's just going to be a different way now that, like I said, the schools have to give you resources, right? From right. financial literacy, some brand literacy as well. There's a lot of schools that have hired brand advocates that we haven't seen mm-hmm. previously in the past. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, it's going to be. I think trial and error is probably maybe the best way to say it, right? I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of this, uh, you know, hit or miss from, from the beginning of how do we do this? And, yeah. and a lot of brands, I was not shocked by that, but to your point, like there was not a big brand that really kind of stuck their name out there at the beginning of this to, to attach to anybody. I would also say there's not really anybody in college, with Trevor Lawrence leaving, there's not anyone in college that's that big, to be honest with you, though, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even know who the the top ranked player going into next year is. Yeah. So that I think that's kind of the interesting thing too. As the season progresses, I, I, I forget who said this, um, but it but as the season progresses, you're gonna also get offers, right? And mm-hmm. you got to make sure, to your point, that you're you're not impacting anything from a postseason perspective, but also going into what could be your new career from a pro perspective. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so many puts and takes, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I believe, right, this means that we get a EA Sports football back. And I'm also just excited it's to good. see student athletes for the first time be able to, to truly maximize. You know, we always talk about it on this podcast and just in general, right? Like, you have a very short time, when you you know when you are this type of a person right when you have this popularity right when your brand is is when you're able to uh, to maximize this so right I'm, I'm hopeful that the players are able to navigate this in, in the best way and, and have some really really cool things come out from it
1: yeah I'm with you
0: so I've got a couple platforms we want to highlight. And like I said, a little uh, partnership as well. So the first platform today is Beyond Pulse. I came across this and I was looking into some different things from a, really like a coaching perspective as well as like how coaches are helping their performance of their players. And I really just kind of happened to stumble upon this and I thought this was super cool. So um, Beyond Pulse essentially helps you to actively measure. um. You know your your performance and your health while you're out uh, on the practice field or while you're playing. So you connect a small sensor, uh, like uh, you know, kind of wearable to like your wrist um, or to another uh, part of your body, and then from that you literally just kind of turn on, turn on the app, which uh, then starts to track everything. And now your coaches are able to kind of see your performance. While you're going out there, I think it's great for, let's say you're like in soccer or in basketball type of training Mm -hmm. uh, where it's, you know, your heartbeat and and is getting super high. Uh, But then after that, your coaches are able to really download a report from there and be able to see um, one if the if the techniques and everything that they're that they're giving you are helping. I look at this, too. There's so many times. And from a youth perspective, there's a lot of coaches that are like parent coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Not under, you know, if you're a parent coach, the education probably isn't there. And I think that's what Beyond Pulse really does is it helps the education for those that are coaching in the youth sector uh, to truly help uh, try to optimize the the player's health and performance while they're out there. Taylor,
1: what'd you think about this one? Um, Just like, you, just like what you said, I think it's going to be a great tool for those parent coaches. And this is what it's geared for the, um, the youth league groups and, in, uh, in sports leagues, this is their market and it's providing literacy to, or literature for all of these coaches. So they can understand what the metrics are and how they can use that data, um, that they're collecting from these kids. Like there's articles, you can join their community. Obviously, once you, once you're a part of the BP group and, um, you're able to then, better the health and longevity of these kids because what what's the biggest thing now um as you are put into a position of authority as you're a coach for these younger kids and that is worrying about the health and wellness as parents are trusting you with their child as they you know leave for training or you know they might leave and come back from the game like um and they, you know, they want to not worry that their kids are going to fall out. So when you have that data, you can tell a kid like, hey, you know, you've you've done great today. You have exerted a little bit too much. How about you just chill for a second and then we'll get you back in there because you can have that data and know that, you know, we're trying to make sure that these kids can play the entire season and we're not going to overdo it and run these kids into the ground at a, you know, at a very early age. And so when you can instill these type of training methods at a young, a young age for these kids and provide better health techniques. That's just going to help them as they grow older and older to have better longevity for their bodies. You know, as they they can make it to college or they can make it to uh, to the pros um, and have longer careers, but at the end, so you're not going to wear these kids down and these coaches are going to learn from others and professionals um, and then have the data to back up so that they can protect uh, the kids that they're coaching and provide them the greatest feedback to, to make sure that their bodies are staying as healthy and in the tip top shape.
0: Yeah, like you said that, the the longevity of this, right? So I think when you're younger, you just, especially for parents, you want your kid to be out there and you're trying to understand mm-hmm. things. And just let the, them run until they get tired. The, they'll fall out soon. Right. The quicker, and I get that. Uh, I don't have kids, but I get that from what I've heard. But you also want to truly understand the performance of your kids and what that means moving forward. Where do they rank, right? Where do they sit? Um, and, and understanding those insights I, I think are a big deal. And I, um, mm-hmm. obviously what Beyond Pulse is now being able to provide is super cool. So I wanted to highlight them and shout them out here and, and something that we, we probably needed in new sports for a very long time. So, again, check out Beyond Pulse. Uh, if you're interested. Next one is, I think it's interesting, especially with the rise of formula one within this country. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to tie that because NASCAR and better view, um, uh, just created a partnership that's gonna deliver NASCAR content at venues located within legal online betting sales across the nation. So if you're not familiar, we've highlighted Better View a couple of times. They are really data and insights around gambling uh, within the United States. And so obviously this is huge for them to be able to partner with NASCAR moving forward. Obviously it says there, Mm -hmm. right? if you have a state that is legalized gambling better view now is going to be able to participate in some of their on-site data that they can provide Mm -hmm. uh, which i think is really interesting and again i I compare that to this is huge because of the rise and what formula one is now right the i think the doc i think the netflix uh show has given this new rise to something that people didn't really truly understand Mm -hmm. and have now jumped into and not only jumped into from a viewership perspective but jumped into from a gambling perspective so nascar i felt like had to do something to to up to to give a new footing or kind of grow their their sports betting landscape Mm -hmm. and obviously this partnership with better view is what they're they're attempting here
1: yeah. So better, better as in betting. So better, not better, B-E-E-R, it's O-R, better view. So if you just Good just want so our, our viewers I understand. Sl- I, I do slang you. that there. Good point. And so better view, like Sterling said, we highlighted them before they had the connection with Bolero bowling. So if you have a Bolero bowling and, and um, internet gambling is legal in your state, you can bet on games using better view at your local bolero as you're trying to roll a turkey or you just throw gutter balls. And so this partnership with NASCAR is major because NASCAR in the past two years has really gone heavy at the gambling aspect. And I will give credit where credit is due. I think there was a major media company that really has put major emphasis on gambling. And then that's put the feet feet to the fire for these uh, major, major, you know, major companies as in Disney ESPN under, you know, obviously they have their whole betting sample gambling segments. Now, you know, like bad beats and you can see spreads on just about every game when before you didn't have that. And I'll give credit. And that was, that was started by barstool barstool really incorporated and made it, I don't know, sexy and not just degenerate from it, from that aspect. I don't don't know about that, but I, I really do because, um, after, Barstool really put a big emphasis on gambling in sports. They just that was their their thing. ESPN picked up on it, and other outlets, Fox Sports. So I have to give them credit. And so now, uh, even NASCAR in the past couple of years, this brings me back what I was, to what I was saying. They have their like ten thousand dollar giveaway every race, and it's free for you to play. And they're they're pointing you at angles to bet. And so now, just expanding their reach, and then having this official partnership, and you can gamble on NASCAR now officially. Through Better View, it just it's only gonna add um to, like you said, the the interest in people who are hardcore gamblers and also just like, oh, you know what? I like Bubba Wallace. I'm just gonna throw, I'll throw $10 and he's gonna come in top 10 and see what those odds are and see if you can you can have a little come up on the day in a passive way with your money. So um, this is a really good thing for NASCAR. And obviously, gambling is so intertwined now with the sporting world in the past what three years. Yep. So we will we'll probably do another announcement soon with better view and they have another uh, partnership that's going to, that's going to come across the, come across the board.
0: Yeah, no, agree. And, and I think, um, no, it's a good highlight. I think what, what you're seeing into your point, you're trying to hit a new audience, right? You have to in mm-hmm. some way engage and find new people that want to uh, be, be within your sport, be within your sport ecosystem. Right. And obviously the betting, Part of it is 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 a way to do that. So I'm interested, like you said, I'm interested to see how this takes off. But I am gonna, I I like how you did that. I'm gonna try to compare that kind of across the board with some of the things to your point that Barstow did early, early on that kind of propped up NASCAR a little bit. But also, again, like I kind of started off with what with what F1 has done, right. Our third platform here is MediaKind. I came across this. It's always interesting to me how, um, you know, how how essentially big time content is moved and delivered and packaged. So uh, MediaKind Engage is a new direct-to-consumer solution for video production, streaming, and audience engagement. Uh, The new cloud native technology service enables sports entities broadcasters channel originators and content owners to build new and supplement existing revenues with new direct to consumer offerings and increase fan engagement opportunities. Um, I think that's super cool. That's a ton of I'll say buzzwords there, uh, to be honest with you. Lot of, <laughs> a lot of marketing buzz, a lot of marketing yeah. buzz. Uh, but, uh, their, their ability to, to package, uh, content and, um, You know, really like give essentially a cost-effective way for uh, content creators to package um, and and deliver video. uh, I I think is really cool, especially when you're talking like a low latency or kind of high-quality video. Like, how do how do you compress all of that? They do an amazing job with their technology of being able to do that. What do you think about this, Taylor?
1: Yeah, so let's let's really it's a lot to unpack with MediaKind. So it has an OTT offering, so that's over the top offering. And what that means is in layman's terms is glass to glass. So that's for that's, that's what latency latency is. And so whatever you're seeing on your screen, the time it takes from the live event to get to your screen is what latency is. And they're trying to take that window. It could be a 30 second delay that you might have, and you don't know that, but that's what it is to compress that data, to get it to your phone, to get it to your TV, however you are streaming this through your, through your broadband. And so they're, really taking this as a service for you know startup media companies uh, low-level media companies medium-sized media companies that are trying to push their content out and have the server capability behind it their you know whatever platform if they're doing live streaming um, to get their content out in a very effective manner and also from a, a less glitchy standpoint so mediakind actually had a um, I think they were recognized as two of the top innovators for Microsoft this past year for 2021 um, as a finalist, sorry, for Microsoft and um, as the partner of the year award. So, and then they also had the um, streaming for UFA's tournament, the 2020 tournament that was played in 2021 due to COVID. And uh, that was like, uh, like with the partnership with like Portugal. So they, they, they have a very strong backing, um, and then having this as a service for your lower end companies, medium sized companies, it's just gonna be big because it brings that from a financial standpoint, helps these businesses go from a CapEx opportunity to an OpEx. And so now they can really look at and forecast exactly what they're spending so that they can then uh, maximize and focus on the content that they're pushing out and then not having to worry about having the servers and the infrastructure to be able to do it because you have the, the partnership with media kind. So I I think it's, it's a cool thing for them and it obviously takes them into a different market because right now they were looking for those major partnerships and those major partnerships and streaming and, um, you know, trying to go from that route. And so now uh you're you're helping out all these smaller content creators that are trying to become big and and um it's a pretty good product. They're a pretty good company.
0: Yeah, just to piggyback there, they were also selected, I believe they're gonna be uh delivering some of their um, technology for the Olympics as well. And to your mm-hmm. point, they they just did some of the UFA Euro 2021, which would should have been 2020, which is super cool. It's always interesting to me as you like dial in. Especially when you're using you know your a streaming uh, type of device or you're you know on some of, some app and how everything is delivered on the back end. And this is a, this is one of those ways. So mm-hmm. again, shout out to MediaKind and again launching their new MediaKind Engage, which is a more direct to consumer fan experience. Cool. We'll hit some uh, hit some funding rounds super quickly here. Uh, Sport Trade, Philadelphia based fintech sports betting company. Today, announced a raise of $36 million in funding. Uh, lead investor was Jump Capital, and the funding will be put towards customer acquisition, expansion into additional states, and continued investment in a diverse, talented team. So shout out to Sport Trade there. Uh, next one is Soul Savvy, a community-based sneaker startup. Announced today, it has raised $12. Point five million million in Series A funding led by Bedrock Capital. Um, This is actually less than six months after an initial seed round. So really awesome there that they're able to to come in super high here, bringing their total funding to 14.5 million uh, to current date. Next one is Wager, which is a gambling app that was founded back in April of 2020. Uh, Wager allows fans to bet on sports with friends instead of casinos. The company's plan is to create a social platform that doesn't require betting knowledge and expands the market for casual wagers. Um, they just had a interview of cash of four million dollars from a seed round that was led by Reddit co-founder uh, and Serena Williams' husband Alexis Ohanian. Next is Gamers Class. Gamers Class. It's an interesting one. Has raised okay. two point okay. five million in funding to offer an online masterclass to teach people how to play online games better the company will use the money to fuel content production and scale the team from 15 to 20 in the coming months uh, the round was led by angels in the gaming space including by founders ben holmes a uh, former general partner at index ventures And then lastly here, Quarter 4, an easy-to-use, AI-driven, predictive sports data and analytics provider for sports media and betting companies, announced a betting, obviously a huge theme here this week, announced a closure of its seed round of $1.6 million. Other round will be used to acquire strategic talent to expand Quarter four's technical and sales teams uh, as they hope to double their headcount by the end of 2021. So shout out to those companies again. A very very strong, uh, gaming and betting theme for this uh, this week. The last one I have was just I you know we always like to highlight um, sports figures sometimes when they jump into something. But I, this was actually old. Taylor, did you know T.O. launched a wine label called Eighty One? Are you are you going out to the to your local store and uh, dabbling
1: in a little Eighty One wine? I will, cause you want to know why, support black businesses. But if that thing nasty, I'm gonna let him know. I'm objective about it. I support, it, but I'm objective. Can't put out a product that ain't gonna be good.
0: Have you drank the uh, the the Snoop Dogg wine?
1: Uh, that was just a partnership with with 19 Crimes or whatever. But uh, 19 crime, Crimes is good. It has, it's a good wine. But the Snoop Dogg wine is is not good. Uh, I don't know
0: what the difference I don't is, or maybe I just got had a bad bottle.
1: Might have had a bad because nineteen, it's just nineteen crimes or whatever. But it's just Snoop Dogg's picture on it. It was a just a it was just a marketing partnership. Interesting, because it was yeah. uh yeah. You want to know what's You want to know it's not good? What's F- that? Effin' vodka by by Fifty Cent. Terrible. I could see that. Also. Another one. A lot of celebrities are out here trying to hit that liquor market. Michael Jordan's tequila. Not good either. Really? It was not good. Because he's been in there for a while. He had a vodka like a long time ago. Mm, not, not good. Stick to the shoes. But, you know, it's, it's, it's even crazier that he has that much money to just put out a bad product. And, and Like, it doesn't matter. If it flops, it flops. Jordan's making that money back, what, $100 every minute? Crazy.
0: Uh, what'd they say? I mean, he made $400 million off of Jordan's this year.
1: Mm-mm-mm. I don't even have I, I don't even have that many Jordans, but I've been seeing these Jordan ones out here, and I'm like, you know what? I might need to cop a pair because things look fresh. I'm I just, know, I know. Just, I sold mine, which was
0: stupid, a couple of years ago. Like my original, like one, like the breads, and now yeah, I just I need to reup. I'm
1: getting, yeah, I'm gonna get some ones, thirteens, and elevens. Those are always good. You
0: i'm are. a th- I'm a three person, like the threes are always good too. Chris Paul had like a new colorway that I hadn't seen, okay, okay, in the tunnel. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy now. just you know, we just highlighted so sad. it's just a tough thing to find the right price on a lot of these sneakers
1: it definitely it yeah, definitely is and availability,
0: yeah. Uh, well, that rounds out our our stories for this week's Seed talk We appreciate it. You can find me at Steamac on Twitter and Instagram uh, and at TaylorMac29 uh, on Instagram and Twitter for Taylor. So we appreciate it. Continue to rate, review, subscribe, and we appreciate
1: you listening to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta C-Talk.